Oh my goodness, Amazon doesn't just suspend those accounts, they hold the money forever. Let's just stop here. You can have two accounts. It's really funny, but it's not funny. <laughs> I, I thought I was supposed to look 15 years younger in just seven days, Isabella. Come on. Yeah. But Amazon expects an admission. They want you to tell them, oops, we messed up and here's how. Like, of course, same address, same Wi-Fi, same last name. Like, it's not very hard to find out. If Amazon rejects you, it's probably time to hire an appeal writer. Hey everyone, uh, Isabella Ritz with Ritz Moment on the Amazon Made Simple podcast. Today is the very important topic. So we're going to talk about problems and how to solve them and how to prevent them. And I was very excited. I was waiting and I'm still excited. I was waiting for this podcast because Leslie, she's genius and things that she's doing are phenomenal. Leslie, welcome. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself first. Sure. Thank you so much for having me on, Isabella. I appreciate it. So I am co-founder of Riverbend Consulting, and I've been a seller on Amazon since 2010, so for quite a long time. And Just a little bit. Yes. <laughs> and what I specialize in is helping sellers who've been suspended from Amazon or who their ASINs get kicked off of Amazon. Um, my company and I, we help them to get back on. So we have saved hundreds, maybe thousands of seller accounts and thousands and thousands of ASINs over our history. I bet, because when I heard your presentation at Ecom um, event uh, in LA, I was impressed, especially I was impressed about your dogs and about hot places <laughs> that you've been talking about. So <laughs> we'll get from one to another, but before we start the whole conversation, could you please let us know uh, what are the red flags for Amazon sellers, such as the drop shipping, like how they can prevent any red flags on their accounts, knowing what red flags are. Sure, there are so many different areas that Amazon, they are watching your account all the time. So they have artificial intelligence, people call it bots, that are always looking for problems with your account. So these fall into a few specific areas. The first one is product quality. So product quality is when someone complains that an item is inauthentic or it's used, sold as new, has poor condition, those are all around how you're prepping your product, the condition it's in when it gets to the FBA warehouse or to the end buyer. So that's where you really have to have SOPs in place to make sure that everything looks brand new. So then the next group is like how it's, it's your performance of your account. So this is more for people probably in the U.S. It's people who are doing merchant fulfilled shipping. So are you on time? Are you actually shipping the orders? <laughs> because yeah. some people some people don't and it's a problem. And then the third big area of concern for Amazon is policies. Are you following their policies? Drop shipping is a huge one right now. 
They are suspending lots of accounts for drop shipping. So there is authorized drop shipping. You can be a drop shipper if you have a relationship, like a wholesale relationship with a manufacturer or a distributor. That you can do. What you but it's cannot- not already really the drop shipping. It's already something different. Right. So what you can't do is retail drop shipping, which is where you are buying the product from Walmart online or Target or Home Depot, and they are actually shipping the order to the customer. Amazon does not like this because it comes in a Walmart box or a Home Depot box. And then people figure out, I could have gotten it cheaper on Walmart. It makes the buyers upset. Oh my goodness. Amazon doesn't just suspend those accounts. They hold the money forever and do not give it back to you because they don't want you to just do it again on another account. So that's a really big one. And then the, I sent the, you a customer, by the way, a week ago, and here oh. he is my very dear customer. We weren't able to open account for him because uh, he was actually doing this bad stuff with his account on Amazon. And um, he, uh, Amazon hold it, I believe, I don't want to lie, but it was 98 or $89,000. So it's just pennies, you know, that you like, you don't need actually this money. But yeah, this is how much money oh. he lost. And we were trying hard to open his account and reopen his account. And it's unsuccessful. And I hope if you if you will not be able to help them, then it's already like, uh, no chances there. But yeah, I, I, I was excited. And I was waiting till you not me, you will tell people, please do not do the drop shipping. It is illegal. It is it's caused you so many problems. Yeah, you probably will succeed for like a week or two, maybe even for a couple of months. And you will still feel happy like, oh my gosh, I become rich within, within one day, but then you will get so many problems. And you will never become so rich again with Amazon at least. Well, and what makes me really sad is that recently we've had some clients come through who were drop shipping, but it was a total scam. And it was, they were kind of recruited by these scammers who were on Fiverr and Upwork and sites like that, who said, oh, well, we can make you rich. We're going to make you rich by doing drop shipping on your account. These sellers already have private label brands. So they have private label good products then they let these people drop ship on their account. The bad guys who were drop shipping on their account stole their credit card information out of Amazon and were actually buying, they listed products that belonged to them. So like the bad guys were listing their products on their client's website, that becomes money laundering. So Amazon didn't just close their accounts, they shut them down for fraud and completely locked them out. So not only has the seller now been frauded, all of their money is being held, and um, they're never going to get that money back on their credit cards that these guys have charged. So it's it's just bad all around. It's heartbreaking. And these are private label sellers. Their brands are now locked down. Yeah, and it's poorly made decisions. It's about sometimes mature adults who are making poor decisions, and this is how much they cost in the future or now for them in the present time. Uh, Leslie, what else besides Amazon dropshipping, not just Amazon, besides dropshipping online arbitrage, you can flag, you can red flag mm-hmm. before people actually start thinking about this and they will think like, oh, probably it's going to be fine. 
So the number one reason accounts are getting suspended since about last September is linked accounts. And that means you have more than one account on Amazon and you're not allowed to. So first, let me say you can have more than one account on Amazon if you have a valid business reason. So let's say you've got a pet brand and you've got an automotive brand. You don't want those on the same account. Um, and there are some other circumstances where you can have multiple accounts, but what you can't do is have a backup account or get suspended and just abandon that account, not even bother to try and get it reinstated and open another account. When Amazon links you to an old account that was closed for some reason, they shut down your new account. So then you have your funds frozen because they don't like that you did that. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you should have a backup account. Everyone has a backup account. That's really nice in theory. But <laughs> because Amazon knows you're circumventing the rules, it's so much easier to get the original account reinstated than to get both of them reinstated, which is what you have to do when Amazon knows you did this strategy to get around the rules and processes. Correct. I agree here. And, you know, sometimes customers are coming to me and they're saying, okay, Bella, I opened an account, but that was going to sell as a third party selling. Uh, so now I want to start private label with your Amazon hands-free program. So should I open the new account for that? I'm like, why? But I was thinking I'm going to do third party selling. They're like, okay, let's just stop here. You can have two accounts, but we don't have a reason here. If you are going to sell third-party selling legally, and if you are going to do the private label and brand registry, you can do under the same accounts, you just open another brand under the same account because Amazon doesn't have any limits uh, for your brand registry. You can register thousands of brands under one Amazon account, so it's really not necessary. Me personally, we have six Amazon accounts right now, but every single one has individual brand and every single account we're growing to sell. And every single account, they do not have the same products. So, and I believe we're not violating anything here. Tell me. Oh, you're not. Absolutely. And the really the key, and there's two reasons Amazon doesn't like multiple accounts. One is if you're playing the game of, you know, if I get in trouble on one, I'll just move that same bad merchandise onto the other account, yeah. right? That's an obvious reason. And the other is they don't want you competing against yourself on the same ASINs because that becomes an FTC violation for price fixing. You're playing games with pricing. So that's why the key is that you never sell the same products across more than one account. Correct. Correct. Wonderful. So we have at least a couple maybe three, four red flags, guys, that we really want you to follow before you will start thinking these directions. So don't violate the basic rules. Leslie, tell us more about the dogs. Will you be able to share an account with the screen share? Will you be able to do the screen share with us now? Do you think you do? You do. You don't. Oh, was I going to... I mean, if you don't want to, we can just talk. It's totally fine. So, uh, like, people will listen, people will read, and people will uh, watch. Right. It's totally fine. Yeah, we can actually add your dogs later if you will send us over. We will I will just send do... the dogs. I will send the yeah, dogs. You will definitely. send the dogs. So, mm -hmm. please, please tell us more about uh, dogs that are actually real pets on Amazon. So Amazon a long time ago uh, figured out they needed to have something fun 
to make a bad experience better. So if you have a product taken down for restricted products, for example, so you're selling something that's just not allowed on Amazon. Let's say you've got like e-cig accessories and they don't allow those. Um, when someone searches for that product or if they find it out in the wild and they click that link, it goes to a dog page. So it is a picture of a dog and it says, sorry, this listing is not available. Um, and then if you look carefully, there, there will be a name and sometimes even an age of the dog. Those are all pictures of Amazon pets. They are all dogs that are brought to work uh, or were back before COVID that the employees would take their dogs to work. And so they did the photo shoot with all of these dogs, the, the dogs of Amazon. And so the parlance in my industry, everyone calls it dog pages. So when you have a listing that for some reason is not showing up on Amazon, it's a dog page. You've got to avoid the dog pages. And here you can just think how far went the brand. And like, when you're thinking about branding, this is the real branding. When you can think about a bad experience, make it a good experience or better experience where you just combine all together your employees' dogs. You took, you're taking the photo shoot because genuinely speaking, if you will take a look on those dogs, the photo shoot is in the same style. And oh, then it's yes. an actual super brand. Yes, it's, it's, it's quite brilliant of Amazon, I think, um, to, to make this into a positive and to have it be the employees contributing to the website. You almost feel more like you know the people at Amazon or the real humans. It is so tempting to just think of Amazon as this massive monolithic business with no people there. Um, so I guess they figured <laughs> they couldn't show their, their employees <laughs> no, sorry, no product here. So instead they yeah. showed the dogs and, and it makes you feel like the company is real people and, you know, positive yeah. experience. But for sellers, oh my goodness, when you get a dog page, that's really bad news. Yeah, you're about to have a heart attack. I know. <laughs> uh, so uh, you promised me that you're going to share today some very scary stories. I always have scary stories. Okay, I already shared what one. What is the last one? What is the last one? Yeah, so I already shared one about the people who went to the Fiverr guys, and now they are have their credit card information stolen, their funds held, all the bad things. Um, so, oh goodness, I have a client who sells these heated seats that go into a car so imagine that you live in a very cold place you put this thing over the seat I can only in, imagine over the seat in the car and you plug it into the cigarette lighter so it says on the packaging because you know everyone reads the packaging it says on the packaging do not use in vehicles made before and I think it's 1970-something. I mean, it's way old vehicles. So a couple of years ago, his his product was suspended because someone had, pl had plugged this into a car that was from the early 70s, and it had caught the interior on fire. So he was back recently um, because now, like, a whole car burned. Like, the car oh burned. Gosh. It's really... 
funny, but it's not funny. <laughs> I know. And, you know, I, I said to the guy, so I don't understand, like, is, does this product make you so much money that you're going to believe that people are going to follow the rules and read the packaging because the liability is huge. Correct. So, so I don't think it's, I don't think after the pictures of like actually burning up the whole car, I don't think this product is going to come back to Amazon ever. Of course, of course not. Of course not. And I believe after this story, people will like, I'm sure someone is selling similar stuff. And I'm mm -hmm. sure people, if they're going to buy this same stuff, they will not, they will try to think three times before they will actually plug in something, something into their car. Uh, you know, one <laughs> <laughs> well, what's crazy is he had product testing and I guess the testing was all done on more modern you know, electrical units or whatever the words would be yeah. but yes we, we had one listing suspended uh on one of our accounts that we had to reinstate later and we reinstated because one lady uh we've been selling skincare that we uh, we sold last year uh i mean we exited this account so and we had the review from the lady who was using the anti-aging cream and like we had some specific formula blah 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 going on so and then she took a picture of herself like a selfie in a bathroom in a public bathroom and it's been like from like probably like five six feet she took a picture of herself she posted this uh picture under the review and she said i don't see any difference <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I thought I was supposed to look 15 years younger in just seven days, Isabella. Come on. Yeah. And like with the distance of like five, six feet from the mirror. And when you're right. doing the selfie, it's not like the picture like this. You're actually on the distance doing selfie with the bait lightning. And you're like, everybody's supposed to believe I don't see any difference. And it's one star. <laughs> it's like it was ridiculous and like what and as you said amazon is monitoring by bots and it's this all ai going on and you had to explain that it's actually she bought it like two weeks ago and we don't know it's actually like we don't have pictures before and after but blah 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 so we had to create a whole appeal and we've been reinstated but genuinely speaking some like this funny not funny situation can stop yourselves from uh <laughs> keep going uh, with, the, with like driving your revenue. Please let me know like what people supposed to do when they got this red flag, they got suspended. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of suspensions are coming mostly because people did something wrong. Because was, when we've been talking with um, the guy from Amazon, and I believe you have all this internal Amazon team connections, when uh, they're actually giving you the real feedbacks. And they said, we have 80% suspensions because of actual mistakes, people's mistakes, and just 20% because of Amazon error. So when it's Amazon error, you like it's much easier to reopen. When it's an actual suspension and it's 80%, it's pretty hard if you actually violated something. So please tell us, the moment we see these red flags, what we're supposed to do. So I would actually say the numbers are very different from that. Okay, um, tell me. 
I would say that a third are over enforcement or wrong enforcement by Amazon. So over enforcement is different than wrong enforcement. Um, it's when they pull the trigger too soon. A third is where a seller really did something wrong. And a third is where a seller did something wrong, but they didn't mean to. Like they really thought they were doing all the right things. So I'll, I'm going to answer your question through an example. I have a client who sells supplements and they have a direct relationship with the manufacturer. All of a sudden they started getting complaints on the listing that the product inside smelled off and then they started getting complaints that it was moldy. So my client didn't want to believe the complaints that it was moldy. Okay, when you have more than one person use the word moldy, you need to believe them. Yes. <laughs> because that isn't something... People might have different perceptions of the scent of something, but we we all have the same perception of mold and you don't yes. make that up. So um, they got some complaints that things were moldy. The ASIN gets taken down. So when the client did some investigation, they found out that the manufacturer's sealing machine was not working properly and the manufacturer didn't tell them. And so they had sent all of this product into Amazon that was not properly sealed, that was going to mold. So lesson number one is that you have to have reasonable inspection if you have manufacturers sending product direct to Amazon for you. You can't, and it doesn't matter if they're overseas, there are companies in China that will go in and inspect product for you on a regular basis to make sure they're not doing these kinds of things because it will cost you a fortune. So problem number one, they didn't do any inspection. The ASIN gets taken down. So what did they have to do? The first thing you have to do is actually find out the root cause, which we did. And then secondly, you have to correct that. So in their case, correcting it was removing the inventory that was going to mold. Fortunately, there were lot numbers, so they knew exactly what to take out of the warehouse, you know, which shipments they'd sent in. Um, and then thirdly, you have to tell Amazon how you'll prevent this from ever happening again. They want those three things, root cause, fix it, and tell them how it won't happen again. So for them, it was a QA process at the manufacturer and checking the the inventory before it went into the warehouse to make sure the sealing machine actually works. What a story. Well, this, I, this was a major brand too. This was a major brand. Have they been reinstated later? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, they were, of course, because like they put the uh, root of cause there. Uh, please tell me, how often are you meeting the situations when people are coming to you saying, Leslie, we need your help. We've been fighting with Amazon. We tried to prove that we're right. We didn't do anything bad. We sent them already 90,000 uh, emails and they stopped responding to us. Right. Yes, that happens quite often. So two things that you said there are key. Uh, first, you said we didn't do anything wrong. There are very rare cases where we stick to that story. We come up with something to say we did wrong unless there is a legal reason not to. So like you're never going to admit to counterfeit unless you actually sold counterfeit, which we have had clients accidentally 
sell counterfeit that they did not know was counterfeit at the time. But, you know, you're never going to admit that unless you did it. Um, you're never going to admit breaking the law in any way unless you actually did it. But Amazon expects an admission. They want you to tell them, oops, we messed up and here's how. Sometimes we find lesser, nicer ways to say it so that it doesn't sound like you were done doing something horrible. So that's problem number one. You got to find something to admit. And then secondly, um, if you sent many POAs and they've stopped responding, you need to, you probably need to, and this sounds self-serving, but don't hire me if you don't like me. Hire someone else. Uh, when you I do like you. Right. <laughs> but I mean, well, thank you. But I mean, people out there, you know, who think, oh, she's just trying to sell something. When you get to a certain point and Amazon's not responding, you really need to hire someone who knows how to escalate within Amazon. So when we have clients who come to us who have already been blocked by Amazon, they're not responding. We go straight to escalations. Uh, there are groups inside of Amazon that you can escalate to. There are individual executives. Certain executives care about certain things and certain types of accounts. And that's how we get a great deal of our clients reinstated is by making a case and going to those people directly. What are the chances when, um, I can tell you one of our like very scary stories. Uh, well, we had a customer, we, we've been able to help him, but it was really hard. Honestly, he came to us and he said, okay, I'm selling on Amazon. I didn't do anything wrong. I was sending them thousands of uh, emails and blah, blah, blah. My son is also selling on Amazon, but he didn't sell anything yet, but he is selling on Amazon. So generally speaking, uh, what happened when we find out and like, you know, when you're starting investigating on your end, what is going on? Uh, we're not the appealing company, just to be clear. So we've been just helping uh, as an agency to our customers. So uh, what we find out their accounts been linked and they've been selling the same products on Amazon. Like, of course, same address, same Wi-Fi, same last name. Like, it's not very hard to find out like what is going on, browsing history and et cetera. So, and they said, we didn't do anything bad, blah, 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 blah. We've been sending a lot of emails to Amazon. But when we start to investigate, their emotional level, sending their emails on Amazon been pretty high. So, as you said, Amazon is expecting admission. So we found out, we generally speaking, rephrased everything. We apologized for everything. Like we found how, like the way how we have to like get rid out of the situation. We've been able to reinstate the account. Oh, great. But it's, yeah, but it's super, super rare. And we didn't have much success when people have been actually arguing with Amazon that much and Amazon been lenient right after. So what do you do? And like, that, that's why I cannot make our uh, stories a success story just because one of like dozens, right? So what people supposed to do, like, let's say they're listening to us right now and they're like, yeah, that's exactly what I did. So, but it's very hard to admit that you did something wrong. So anyway, they did something wrong. They've been uh, emotional with Amazon. Amazon had the red flag inside of the Amazon team that they don't want to talk to them anymore. So what's the solution? What is Amazon period solved period? So the first thing you have to do is really take a deep breath. I tell people that right after they're suspended too, take a deep breath, back up and look at the appeals and the emails that you've written to them like it is someone else's problem. 
or have a friend or a family member or a coworker read them and give you honest feedback. A lot of times when you're emotional, your appeals don't even make sense. They just sound like a, like a screed, like some crazy conspiracy theorist on the internet screed. And they, they're very, um, in the States, we have a phrase, we say it's very inside baseball. That's like the guys who are, uh, who obsess about all the stats of every player, right? You start to sound like that. You're obsessed with all the details of your account and what happened. You have to back out to a view of about a mile away and say, okay, what would convince me? Big picture, bullet points, very short appeal compared to what you've probably been doing, right? Fit it on one page, big picture at the top. Um, We got suspended for this. We're very sorry. Our past appeals have been out of line. We're so, we've been so upset. And then here's how we fix it. Boom, boom, boom. Very, very short, especially if you've gone overboard on the details in the past. And it has to really sound respectful. I understand that people are very upset and they don't get to speak to another human. So it makes them a little crazy, right? It makes you sound a little crazy in your emails. You have to really have someone else read those for you and say, okay, this part sounds a little mean. This part sounds a little crazy. Let's back it way off. Um, Also, you cannot spam them. You cannot just send to every email address you find. You cannot copy people. It should, every email should go to one human or one department and you shouldn't be sending every day. I mean, I've seen where people have sent an appeal every single day. We space out our escalations and appeals by one week. That's insane. And I, I, you know, like you're saying that right now, and I remember one, uh, my account was suspended once and I still remember it was January 1st, 2016. No, January 1st. Yeah, I think January 1st. I remember it was January 1st and I believe it was, no, 2017. Yeah, January 1st, 2017, I woke up and my account got suspended and that's exactly what I did. I was sending emails to them every probably three hours. <laughs> I did it by myself. I didn't have much experience. I was just selling the, so 2015, I started 2017. So it's like my second year full, I mean, calendar year on selling on Amazon. And I remember I was like spamming them and I was like, no, I'm right. At the end of the day, I was right. I was correct. So it was like the actual mistake. They reinstated, but it's terrible. Don't do it. Right. Because it can actually push you down the queue. Yeah. So they've got an email queue that's assigned to an investigator. And when you send that new appeal, it's appending. And so then it moves you back down the queue. Yep. That's so you correct. could be delaying how long it takes to get a response when you just send and send and send. Yeah. You're not the one with whom Amazon is talking right now. Uh, last question I want to ask you for today. Um, Leslie, what do you think when person's account, seller's account is suspended or, uh, let's say they got a warning or let's say they, uh, they are just listing suspended do a, I don't know, price error or something else. Should they ask professionals like you, uh, or you? Uh, start solving this problem or they should try by themselves? 
especially let's assume they never wrote any right emails, they never wor uh, worked with any illegal documents. They're literally just human beings who started selling on Amazon and they probably selling already for a while. But this is the first problem they have to solve because they're super scared to the point where I can lose all my money opportunities forever. Right, right. So, you know, there's kind of a, there's kind of a revenue break here because very small sellers a lot of times cannot afford to hire someone to do an appeal or they really have to think about whether they can. So if you're a lower revenue seller, you don't have a lot of cash. Um, it depends on the type. So if you're suspended for something simple like inauthentic and you have good invoices you can send in, you can try that the first time. If you are suspended for order defect rate or late shipment, that's an easy one to try the first time. Now, if Amazon rejects you, it's probably time to hire an appeal writer because once you've been rejected, it's going to get harder and harder and harder each time you submit a failed appeal. There are certain appeal types you should never try on your own, um, in my opinion, because they are just too high risk because they're the types that Amazon, uh, they look at the first appeal and if they don't like it, they block you immediately. So those are forged and manipulated documents, code of conduct, which is also called section three, um, the drop shipping ones, definitely. Uh, they're going to put you in that circular file. I would hire someone immediately for that as well. Best seller rank manipulation, platform review manipulation, all of those don't do it on your own. Just don't because one bad appeal and they block you. I think it was not the last question. You just, anyway, I really want to, uh, I, I want to let you go and I understand people want to know more. And at the same time, uh, we have this limit of 20 minutes. We're already at 30 minutes. Anyway, uh, so people are doing review manipulation a lot. Let's be honest here. And our agency, I'm not trying to advertise us a lot, but this is what we do. And I am selling on Amazon. Our customers are selling on Amazon. We, like, since 2017, 2018, I was always preaching, do not buy the reviews. Yes, it's a fast results. But if Amazon, like, back to 2017, Amazon was just re removing reviews. 2018, 2019, Amazon started suspending the listings, which is worse because if you're, uh, you've been banned from the editing reviews, kind of you can still selling. But if you're banned from the selling at all on this specific listing, generally speaking, it's a, it's a, like you cannot do anything about it. So could you please uh, give some feedback? What will happen if people are manipulating reviews? And they, of course, they always think that it's fine. Amazon will never find out about it, never. So unfortunately, or fortunately, I'm not even sure anymore. Amazon's technology is getting better every day at catching these things. Um, so they, they have a data sharing agreement with Facebook and other social media platforms. A lot of people do not know that. Um, they and it's a very public data sharing agreement. So people who are wondering how these chatbots from Facebook are getting caught on Amazon, it's because Facebook is giving them the data. They're serving it right up to them. Um, Amazon is going after the refund companies. As y'all know, there's lawsuits against two yes. of the refund companies. And I I will tell you that there will be more because when you get caught for review manipulation, 
Amazon will ask you for all the data about the service providers that you used, no matter who they were. And so when they amass enough data about one service provider, they sue them or they send them a cease and desist. Um, lest you think Amazon doesn't catch things, here in the United States, we have the National Security Agency. They are spies. So the National Security Agency uses Amazon's AWS servers to process all the backend cell phone data for domestic terrorists and terrorists that they're tracking. Okay, so if you think AWS can't catch your fake reviews, eventually they do. I have a client who got busted for reviews. I felt bad for him because he didn't ask anyone to do this, but his aunt was in a book club and asked all of her friends in the book club to buy his product and review it, and they all did, and he got suspended. And he didn't even, what? I mean... What a he surprise, right? Yeah, he doesn't live with her, nothing. So yep. it's just it's just fascinating that I guess Amazon probably saw that this group of ladies all bought the same books over and over, right? And then all of a sudden they all bought a product and did reviews on it. And then yeah. they traced it. So they will eventually it's the same behavior pattern out. and Amazon, mm -hmm. like not just Amazon. This is how we accept the cookies every single day yes. on the websites. And if my behavior pattern is the same like yours and we've been at the same places, it's super easy to catch. This is like how all our all businesses are getting successful because it's very easy to catch the pattern, uh, the behavior pattern of the target audience. And right. it's, a, it's a good success story, but it's a bad success story uh, for people who don't want to follow the rules. Uh, and a little bit back up for, to our conversation, um, I don't want you to share any of your price points because people will watch it for a while and every single case is different. But I can tell you from my uh, observation and when I was talking to your colleagues, super nice lady, Brianna, uh, and I would ask her about your prices. I was surprised because the level of your company is super high. And I talked about um, your company with a lot of uh, other people who are also Amazon celebrities like you. Uh, and like everybody value a lot, but your prices guys are lower the market. So it's really affordable. And I recommend to everyone, if you guys have a problem, do not try to solve it by yourself. If you did never did it before, or if you never did it before successfully, just go straight to Leslie. And it's not because I want to advertise them a lot. And I'm taking on this podcast, people who I trust, and you know, my authority is very valuable. So please trust Leslie and trust Leslie uh, and trust her Riverbend Consulting because they are doing a great job. They're helping million billion sellers and they are helping people to keep earning money instead of actually uh, losing their opportunities forever. Leslie, uh, big thank you. I am happy that you decided to join. I, I know it took a, a while of time to actually <laughs> to meet. Uh, and uh, I hope you will get uh, more successful customers and you will just work with them as a retainer in case if they need to solve something. But uh, yes, Sometimes it's better to like working under one case, but I think it's better to have like a lot of customers who are on a retainer and you don't have to exhaust yourself and your company on a daily basis to solve this big 
dropshipping, manipulating, fraudulent <laughs> stories. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me, Isabella. And we do love to have ongoing customers. We like for bigger sellers, if an ASIN suspension comes up, we just solve it. We just take control of it and do the thing for you. So either way, if it's a one-time issue or a larger company that just wants us there all the time, uh, we're happy to work with them. So I really appreciate the recommendation and the kind things you said about us. Well, I'm happy to give the recommendation to good people. So thanks. Yeah. Thank you for being here today and uh, talk to you soon. I know we're going to meet in a lot of events next couple of months. Yes, very excited to you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.